Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. I have Tanil here that is from She Speaks the Bougie. Her podcast is the bomb, y'all. You need to check it out. I was like, you know what? I need Tanil to come on my podcast. So thank you, Tanil, for being here. I'm ecstatic. So Tanil, please, please, please do share with the audience because we're nosy. Tell us a little bit about your love journey. Yeah. So since, since y'all nosy and whatnot, I guess I'll just have to give you the tea right now. So, you know, my love journey is, is one for the books because I am the urban legend. I am somebody who married my ex. (gasps) You married your ex? No way. I married my ex girl. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, okay. So how, how, how did that even, how did that even happen? Where did you meet? What made you break up and what, what happened? Yeah. So in my 20 something, something age, I met this, I met him on Craigslist and I'm like really telling you the you were, looking, you were looking for a maintenance man. I was not, I was looking for love girl. And I found him on Craigslist. Yes, I did. I did. And this is like before the Craigslist killer. Okay. So it's before okay. like, things got shady. This was like yes, mid yes. 2000s. Classified. And so I posted this ad. It sounds so funny. So like I posted this, this ad on Craigslist, like, you know, women seeking men. And I just shared my story of like, you know, uh, BBW and I want love and I'm quirky and fun and all this stuff. And I actually just wanted a date for Valentine's day. And he actually ended up messaging me and he wasn't my style at the time. I was like, you know, because at the time I was really into white guys. I was like, you know, no, nah, he's, he's, uh, he's black. And I was like, no, you know. And so we dated. No, no, I'm sorry. So what happened was I was watching Raheem Devon and this song came on. And then this during time of MySpace where I went to his MySpace page and that song was playing. And I was like, oh, there might be something about this guy. I like him. Ooh. And that's how it started. So I had to thank Raheem Devon for... <laughs> making me give this guy a chance and so we dated for two years and um it was a rocky relationship he had his own thing we would get back together break up get back together the whole thing no yeah and then we broke up where i had enough and he started dating somebody else i was single during that four-year period i was actually celibate and i i know that it sounds really trite to say this but like i found myself i found my relationship with god i found myself how i work loving myself, dating myself. I went to the gym, went to church. I just like enjoyed the things that made me who I am, Mm -hmm. helped me feel rooted in who I am. And somehow uh, I stayed really good friends with a mutual married couple, a a mutual friend that's that's married. And they invited me to their gender reveal party for their firstborn. And so I went and I was like, well, is he going to bring his girlfriend? You know, because I knew he was dating someone. And they were like, no, it's just going to be him. And I went and I, he was like, hey, 
shocked to see me and we ended up reconnecting. I was like, no, I'm not interested. You know, we can be friends, but I truly, when I say that I was, I was happy being alone and, and not. she said, he's just a friend. Oh, baby, baby. you, <laughs> you got yeah. what I need. <laughs> yeah. Like it is, it's the truth. I was like, no, I, we're just friends. Like I have no interest in you because of the hurt and how much work I worked, I did on myself. I just wasn't going to willing to go down the route. Mm. But what happened was mm. I prayed this simple prayer to God. Actually, it wasn't quite, it was simple to me in terms of um, its consistency. And every day for a year, I would drive down this on-ramp to work and I would pray for my husband. I would pray for somebody who was confident and strong mm. and somebody who was kind. And I prayed over him. I prayed over if he's in a relationship, I hope he's learning from this relationship. I hope that he's getting what he needs and he's not broken, God. I hope that mm. whatever whatever he's going through right now, since he's not with me, Lord, that it's a lesson. So when we do get together, I don't have to be his teacher. And mm. I did it every single day for a year. And I said, God, I want my husband to shout his love for me from the rooftops. Um, Cause my picker is, I know we talked about this, like my picker is a little off. So I'm like, you know mm -hmm. what? I want you to know, let me know that this is my husband. And by doing so, I want him to say, I'm going to marry this girl. So mm. back to the gender reveal party, I told him, no, I don't want to be with you. Da, 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 da. And he walked me to my car. And when he went back into the house, he, and this is my husband who's like pragmatic and quiet and just not, not the guy who's Mr. Gregarious. Okay. He's yeah. the guy who's like in the corner, like, Hey, I don't want to talk about this or I don't talk to you. <laughs> so he said, hey, guys, that woman that's left, that just left right now, that's my wife. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how I knew this, because I, uh, our, my girlfriend was like, hey, the craziest thing happened. She was trying to get me to, to talk to him again. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was fighting everybody, child. And I was fighting everybody. No, 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 no. And, and she said, you know, well, okay, fine. But he said the funniest thing. He said that, that you know, you're his wife. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry. Excuse what? me. <laughs> I said, I said, uh, excuse me. He said, what? And he was like, yeah, I said, muddy. And she said, yeah, girl. Cause everyone knows him. Mm. And, and yeah, I, I took that and I said, okay, God, that was you. That was a you thing. Mm -hmm. That wasn't a me thing. Wow. And, and I, I said, okay, fine, we're going to do this. And I did not make him jump through hoops for me because mm. I knew it was a God prompt. So I didn't make him do anything but apologize to my parents. I made him apologize to my family for his behavior. And then, you know, ever since then, we just worked on our relationship. It, you know, we, I, I, I make this joke that nobody was checking for me when I was growing up. When I was in college, when I was in high school, I never really dated. Nobody was checking for me. I, during those times, I was vastly overweight. I was just always the, the girlfriend, the, the handbag holder. Um, I was never somebody where people were like, ooh, who's that girl? In terms of romance, ro romance. Yeah. Being a homie, I was a homie all day long. But when it no came problem. to like, hey, you know, what What that thing do? <laughs> 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 Nobody was asking what that thing do. You know? <laughs> so, so, yeah. so what shifted? So let's, let's talk to women who were vastly overweight and the BBWs, like what, what, what changed or what shifted for you? Do you think it was a shift in you or do you think it was a shift in everybody else? 
it was a shift in me that shifted everybody else. Okay. Because I was able to identify the love I have in myself, mm. who I am. I honored myself, therefore you're going to honor me. I still had and have my own little hangups, which every woman does, you know, duh. everybody, mm-hmm. but you know, there are different, different elements of myself, my sexuality, where I was like, look, there's, there's some, some there's some good stuff under all of this. So you need to just be like, Hey, 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 <laughs> you can flip them too. You can put, bend the leg back too. Like you, I have to be able to like get comfortable with my body and be like, yo, right. like, this is going to change over time, but my heart, my, my passion for life, my, um, my humor, the fact that I love God, that's not going to change. Right. So you either want to love that and this vessel will go up and down over time, mm-hmm. but essentially, you know, you're going to have to be okay with that. So if you're not into big girls, then, then don't talk to me. Don't do it. Oh man. So, okay. So now round two came around. Mm-hmm. He said, sorry to the parents. And then how did it, how did it progress? Well, was it was it easy this time? Was it still a roller coaster like the last time? Like, was it different? Oh, great question. So it was easier mm. because I was more. I was a different person. I wasn't mm. this like twenty something year old who just happy that somebody even like looked my way and was like, "Ooh, I have a boyfriend." It was more like and like I have a career. I have I drive in an, at the time an infinity who. Mm-hmm. Like I was styling profile and like, and what? Like, who are you? So you should be looking to be dating moi. You know what I mean? Not I like, ha- not like haughty, like I'm better than you, but more like, I look, I'm the ish, okay? Mm-hmm. And so like it or love it. And I hope you love it. And so that, cause again, you teach people how to treat you. And so because I was able to teach him how to treat me, it was easier. Our relationship had ups and downs because we were, learning each other at different ages mm-hmm. you know being 25 versus being 29 having a career and and having a better attitude on life it's a different person than somebody who is 25 who's like oh no so and then now that I'm 38 I'm like yeah I did the work I did the work on myself and so now our relationship you know especially during like the growing season of like dating and being engaged and whatnot it was definitely easier. We had our bumps and, but we, we, we learned how to fight fair. We learned Mm -hmm. how to be open with one another, give each other space. And that one example of, or like advice is unsolicited that says never go to bed angry girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Look, don't talk to me. I need my rest. Don't talk to me. Okay. I'm not feeling you right now. What? But what I, but we have a caveat with that. And the caveat mm. is I may not, we may be beefing right now. We may be beefing, but our toes have a touch in the bed. No. Our toes have a touch, you know, with our son, you know, if there's ever an issue or anything that never interferes with his, with his well-being. Mm-hmm. And he, need, and our son needs to see us fight fair. Our son needs mm-hmm. to see us like, how do we also work with conflict? Mm-hmm. How do we resolve conflict? And so yeah, I, I will say that like uh, we've been married six years and it's been great. It's been it's been as great as like any healthy marriage is. You know, sometimes you just want to be like, man, I can't stand you. I can't stand you, you know. I love it. But I love you. Oh, yay to the toe touch. Oh, yeah. Our toes have to touch. Like if if I know he like moves his toe over and I go, mm, and he'll be like, mm-mm, mm, and I go, mm, 
These are the things that make marriage work. Okay, guys, just in case you're wondering the toe touch. And I definitely, I definitely get that. And humor is a big part of that. So I'm hearing that there's humor in your relationship, which also keeps the viability. So Tanil, do you have a question for me? Yeah, you know, I am the kind of person, I don't know if it's the Virgo in me. So my, my personality type is when we are beefing, mm-hmm. where I go, all right, I just won't talk to you for right now. And then sometimes that right now can go into like, so the actions of the toe touch are still there. Mm-hmm. You know, we still talk about what's going on with the kiddo and all that stuff. But like, there are moments where I'm like, mm, just give me my space. You know, I need it. But if he, pardon me, if he does that to me, I'm like, oh, I don't like that, you know, I don't like that one bit, you know, you can't do that to me. So how do you work through the double standard mm. of, of communicating over like getting your feelings hurt or hurting feelings? Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it definitely makes sense. And that specifically reminds me of a time when I was dating Andy and Andy's my husband and we were dating and we went on a missions trip to Kenya. So we flew 23 hours from Miami. So we went from Miami to Heathrow to Nairobi. And then we got in a jitney and we're in bumpy roads. I I lost track of where we were. I was trying to throw the breadcrumbs. I was like, just forget it. I'm somewhere in the bushes. I don't know where I am. I don't know. Right. So pray to Jesus. So we were out there and we were visiting friends of mine who were missionaries and the guys were in the kitchen talking and whatever. And I, and I step into the kitchen and he's having a conversation with my guy friend about his ex-girlfriend and how she used to like help his mom and like do the dishes. And I was like, uh-uh. and you know, like, I know we didn't just travel from Miami to Heathrow, from Heathrow to Nairobi to in the bumpy, bumpy car to the bushes for you to be talking about your ex, like go be with her. Right. So I was mad, mad. And I remember going into the bathroom and locking myself in there. And I was in there for a minute. And he was just like, huh. Now, by then I had dragged him to a marriage conference. Huh? And I uh, just, just, just to help me with note writing. And uh, I remember he came to, <laughs> to, knock, <laughs> to knock on the, on the door and say, uh, Kaz, um, you, how, how are you feeling? Right. So that was like one of the questions and I ignored him and I, he went back to the kitchen. I went back to my room and I was there for maybe 20 minutes. And I remember sitting on the bed and just thinking to myself, how would I feel if he just stopped talking to me for a night? Cause you know, it was late already. So pretty much this would go to the next morning. And I said to myself, how would I feel if he just stopped talking to me for the entire night and if that went into the next day. And it made me think of a family member that I have, very close family member, that if their daughter wouldn't wash the dishes, they wouldn't talk to them for a month. Like if they came home from work and the dishes weren't washed, it would be tension. And it's the only the two of them that lived in the house. And there would be this tension that could cut, you could cut through the tension, how tense it was in their house when it was only two people over dishes or vacuuming or something so simple. And I remember not liking that feeling because even though I came in with my bubbly self and they were nice to me I could feel the animosity between them and that still goes on to this day so I started to think about you know if this is the person that's for me I have to be very conscious of the seeds that I'm sowing into our foundation so I said all right I'm gonna buck up okay so I (laughs) 
I remember going over to his room when we were on a mission trip. So I remember going over to his room and um, saying, you know, Andy, I got to talk to you. And I shared with him how I felt and how I felt disrespected and what that felt like. And at that point, I was ready for us to just dead it, for it to be over. But I still wanted to, you know, be peaceful in it. And we worked it out. And the next morning, we were laughing at the breakfast table. And I remember my friend and his wife coming into the room saying, y'all gonna make it. Like, what you talking about? He said, we went through two years of therapy to do what y'all just did, to be able to rebound so quickly in essence will help you in a marriage when you get there, you know? And, and that's the beautiful thing that we've taken with us to this day is that even though we get caught up in our feelings sometime, we still do the difficult thing to address it, to not sow those seeds into our relationship. So that's my two steps for you. Okay. You take from okay. it what you want, you know, you yeah. simmer, you massage it, you think about it and you see what applies, but that is what has worked for us. And I am so grateful. I love that. So it's really just being uh, empathetic, you know, mm -hmm. understanding how you treat people is how you want to be treated. And so mm -hmm. if you feel a certain way, probably not gonna make the other person feel that way. So I like that. Yeah, I'll definitely just simmer some more and implement that into my not necessarily everyday life because we don't do this every day, but like in the moments where you're beefing and you're like, right. mm -hmm. we're beefing right now. So we need to, we need to talk about this. And oh, I love what you said about rebounding. So like, you know, having a quicker rebound is so much better than like not talking for a month, mm -hmm. a month for dishes. For uh -uh. dishes. Uh-uh, that's not going to work dishes. for me. But, but there's yeah. things that we get upset over sure, that could sure. be just as silly, you know, a peanut butter sandwich draws on the floor right you know mm -hmm. the things all all the things oh my goodness Tanil, i i i'm just so happy you made it over to the show so i want to know how can people get in contact with you how can they follow you where can they find you come on so again thank you so much for having me on the show uh what a delight like you are the bomb.com like seriously and uh you know you can find me as she speaks bougie, basically everywhere she speaks bougie podcast is heard. You can find me on Instagram. She speaks bougie, and also I am not really on Twitter that much, so we'll just stick to Instagram and, and a little bit of Facebook here and there. And I'm on Clubhouse, so soon I'll be hey. in the room. So you know, I'm in the Clubhouse streets. <laughs> you know, if you want to chit chat there, we can. I and love um, it. yeah, my website is also she speaks bougie.com where we have all the latest episodes of how we can normalize what it's like to just be a bougie black woman uh, without any fears, regrets, or, or in, in, in just loving who we are. So yeah, thank you. That's basically what I got. Uh, thank you, She Speaks Bougie. And yeah, I'm on Clubhouse too, at Inspire Many. So follow the both of us. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. I know somebody got some gems. So for all my BBWs out there, embrace who you are, baby. Embrace all the beauty. And look, you too can find love. Thanks, Tanil. Have you ever said to yourself, you know what? I'm not desperate. I'm not thirsty, but I would definitely love to be in a great relationship. Listen, if you're a professional woman that is always on the go and you really haven't made time for love and you're really wondering how do you even do that? Join me for the Success in Love Summit, February 6, 2021. This event used to be a three-day event where you'd have to get on a plane, get hotel, all the things, but I have put the best of the best, the meat of the meat into four 
hours, yes, girl, that you could join in virtually. So join in, get your ticket now, tell a girlfriend. We have so much fun. In this wonderful, wonderful summit, you're really gonna learn what's been holding you back when it comes to love. What are some of the trends and what you need to do next in order to have the love that you truly desire? This is specifically for the woman that wants real love and just doesn't know how. Let's do it. Go to successinlovesummit.com. It's all in the show notes, successinlovesummit.com.